Welcome to the second season of Alternative Parenting Podcast, where we learn how to guide our kids to find their own path while supporting them in cultivating traits that will empower them to live a life of fulfillment, meaning, and satisfaction. I'm your host, Efrat Amira. Welcome back. The episode that I have for you today brings a very liberating message. There is a deep underlying belief in our society that parents, and especially mothers, need to sacrifice their self-fulfillment when they are raising their kids. Women who put their self-fulfillment as a priority feel guilty and selfish. My guest, Rachel Pattison, tells us that actually the opposite is true. When you put yourself first, you follow your dreams, you connect to your heart and follow your own journey, your kids will follow. The only way to cultivate in our kids traits for a fulfilling life is by modeling what it looks like to live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Rachel Pattison is a home-educating mom with a healthy disregard for grades. She has reconnected with her passion for making music and found the courage to step beyond her edges. She is part of the Lights on Learning community that is a coaching space for parents who want to become inspiring leaders for their families. One of the fundamental messages of this community is that when children are enthusiastic about their learning, you see it in their eyes. Humans have the innate desire to learn and our intrinsic motivation is key to reaching our highest potential. Enjoy this eye-opening and insightful conversation. And now on to the episode. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Efrat. I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking with Rachel Pattison. She's a mom and a musician, and we're going to learn all about her different way of educating her kids. So Rachel, please start and tell us a little bit about yourself, about your family, and about your uh, alternative way of educating. Well, first of all, can I just say thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a mom of three children. They are 16, 14, and 12. And we homeschool. And for the past few years, my main focus or one of my main interests has really been motivation, like how to get them to do things. And it quickly became apparent that me trying to get them to do things wasn't really working out. So. Um, we discovered this uh, philosophy of education called Lights on Learning, which is the work of Julia Black. Um, and Lights on Learning connects the heart back into learning. So I think we're all born learners. We're all born naturally curious and adventurous and we want to try things. Um, and Lights on Learning just like tunes back into what it is that motivates us from the inside out. 
So instead of it being a sort of a curriculum where you've got a set of things that someone else decides that you have to learn um, and someone else tells you what to do and then tests you on it later, Lights on Learning is really all about finding what's in your heart to do and, and leading yourself as a learner, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes so much sense. I'm curious, is there um, some kind of structure to this? Is there some kind of way that you find that inner driver, that inner inner motivation in the kids? Well, interestingly, when I signed up for the program, for Julia's program, I thought it was going to be a structure. I thought, like, finally, I found, you know, a, a curriculum that might work. But it's really very much about establishing a culture of learning in the family. So it's a whole family approach. It's a whole new sort of paradigm of looking at the learning. So what we would do initially with the children really is just get curious and find out what switches their lights on. So we talk about lights on is when you're motivated to learn and you're happy and you're excited and you're creative and lights off. You can see it in their eyes. They're not really engaged. They're not ready to learn. So what gets your lights on really? Um, so you might just observe your children or you might know your children really well, uh, you know, what their switch might be that would get their lights on. Um, so I have a, an avid Lego builder. I have a, a dancer and, and I have an artist. One of my mine really loves art. Um, but actually one of the things that I had to do first of all was to start with me. Because if you're going to lead your family to reach their full potential, you kind of need to know how to get there yourself. So I was quite surprised when I first signed up for Julia's program that it wasn't about the children at all. It, <laughs> it was about starting with me. What does it mean for me to have my lights on? What lights me up? Um, so yeah, I started tuning back into the things I'd wanted to do before I was a mom, and you know, when I was little. And one thing I've always loved to do is compose music on the piano. Um, so I, I got back into doing that. And and that really lights me up. And that that's kind of my happy place where I'll go and, and play piano and make tunes. So, yeah, it just started with me leading the way. What does it take to pursue the thing that's in your heart? Yeah. I relate to that so much because... Um, when we started, so about six years ago, I came across the idea of unschooling and I decided to try it on my kids. And the first thing that I understood is that, well, it wasn't the first thing. The first thing that I understood is that I need to strengthen the relationship with, it, with them in order to do that. But the second thing that I understood is that in order to help someone pursue their passion and help someone find their own self-drive and their own self-motivation, it has to come from me first. And it kind of just naturally happened by being exposed to those ideas to me as well. Um, so I really love the idea of, you know, start with me, start, start with the mom, you know, what you like, what you, what you, what lights you up. Um, and, you know, I feel like, like everything else, we can't really teach anything that we don't know already, right? So it's like, you can only um, mentor someone on things that you already 
did or you already have some kind of experience with because if you don't have that experience then you don't really know how to mentor another person in that field so that makes so much sense and i'm just curious to know like how did that path start for for you like how did it look like starting to go back to you know that passion that you had as a, as a child and how how were you able to pursue it although you had your kids in home at, at the house um still like homeschooling them and trying to figure out their own um you know daily rhythms and their own interests and how how did you make that work yeah at first i made it work by sort of well i felt like i was neglecting the children actually but what i quickly realized was that that me getting myself in alignment with my heart was going to be just so absolutely key um that it was worth pursuing so at first as a mom it feels really selfish i think to claw back time for yourself it's really hard to say you know you just fend for yourself for a little while my my children are old enough to be safely left alone and they weren't you know in any danger obviously but um just to not be there constantly as a constant presence was quite a, a mind shift actually um so yes it was by by being a little bit selfish that i think i was able to to lead the way and say you know what what i find important really matters it really matters to me and then in prioritizing and and making it okay in my family to do something that that really matters and comes from the heart rather than saying there's this arbitrary curriculum where you have to do a certain amount of every different subject or whatever let's look at really what's in our heart and that is so important um, and the other thing that you were saying there about leadership you can't lead somewhere someone somewhere you haven't been yourself i think it actually takes an enormous amount of courage to show what's in your heart so for me starting out to record music i set myself a target of releasing 10 songs this year so i've released them on you know all the streaming platforms and that's that's something that we perhaps ask our children to do quite a lot to to create a story or to do some work it's quite vulnerable isn't it when you ask someone to share their work more publicly be that with a teacher or with the family there's a certain amount of feeling judged and so for me it was really important to start doing that myself and putting my work out there so that I could experience that that fear that vulnerability um the work of Brini Brown talking about courageous vulnerability. Um, and if you're going to give advice, you've you kind of got to be in the arena as well. It's no good standing on the sidelines telling someone, oh, it's okay, be brave, just share your work. So I think it is really important for parents to role model what it takes because it does take it does take courage to put yourself out there and to share what's on your heart. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that, you know, kids learn much better from us modeling. They will learn much more than what, from what we do, than from what they, than from what we say to them. Um, yeah. And I think just being in that place of vulnerability and then we are able to understand 
what they're going through in their learning, in their learning journey, and the hard places that there are in, you know, pursuing a path that is, um, you know, maybe it takes time to see the the uh, rewards of the path that you're taking, of the of the practice of, you know, being on some kind of plateau in learning. I'm reading now the book Mastery. Um, don't remember the name of the author right now, but it talks about how in learning we have sprouts of learning and we have, you know, it starts with um, seeing an improvement and then there you have you are in a plateau for a very long time and only then you see a pl- an improvement and then you're in a plateau for a very long time and then you see an improvement and then you're in another plateau and just sticking into in that plateau and not running away because you don't see uh, the results right away and you don't see the instant gratification of you know getting something right and I, I feel like if we are able to go through that ourselves, like to feel all those uncomfortable feelings that there are on that journey, then we will be able to support our kids on that journey as well. Yeah, that's so, so true. And that absolutely resonates with what we're doing in the Lights on Learning community. We have three keys. So we're tuning into HeartSet. What it is that we what it is on our heart to do but then we also bring in mindset and skill set so it's those three things together that are going to help us to reach our full potential so we say that our heart set always dreams bigger than our mindset is ready for so immediately when I think to myself oh I'm going to release 10 singles and you know it seems like a great idea then my mind will come in with all the excuses, oh, well, I don't really have time to do that. I don't know how to start. I don't know what software to use. You, your mind will weigh in with all these, well, we call them ants, automatic negative thoughts. Um, and it's it's what you do in that place. It's what you do with those ants that helps you to get through that plateau that you're talking about. Because a lot of people will never reach their full potential because they hear those negative thoughts and they think that they're true and they don't know what to do with them so they hear I think we all have at some level I can't do this I'm not good enough um who am I to think that I could achieve you know whatever and then and if we just listen to that voice and and give up then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy isn't it um so yes what we're modeling as parents really is what what do you do when you get to that plateau and you're not getting the instant gratification and there's no reward and you don't see the progress um so as as parents in the lights on learning community we're sort of we're holding up the mirror for our children really and believing in them and and helping them to remember what was on their heart and keep that motivation going um but also not shying away from those lights off kind of negative so-called negative thoughts because that's your growth area that's where you can look at at those thoughts and and think well is that true and and maybe start to unlock some of those thought patterns that are holding you back um so yes we talk about lights on thoughts that will help us to move forwards and lights off thoughts which are perhaps where you would quit and give up if you didn't think Hmm, that's curious. I wonder where that thought has come from. 
I wonder if that's true. I wonder how I could, we try and reframe the thoughts sort of like, I can't do this. Well, I can't do this yet. I wonder what it will take. Um, and then, of course, skill set weaves into that as well. So I said heart set, mindset, and skill set. And and if your if your heart is set on something strongly, then you have a lot of tenacity to keep going no matter what. And your you kind of align your mindset with that, and your skill set catches up. Because obviously, you're learning how to do the thing that you didn't know how to do in the first place. So it's really exciting, actually. It's really a, a way to to level up as a human being um, and, and just access some of that potential which maybe goes untapped if you're if you're afraid and, and if you don't know what happens when you hit that plateau and if you don't realize that's just a normal part of learning. So that, that goes back to the whole family culture of learning because if you're in a culture of learning where everyone in the family normalizes that, oh, I've hit a plateau, I'm feeling like I can't make this work. And that's just normal. But then if if the parents are role models for what do you do when you hit that plateau? What do you do when you have those fearful thoughts that maybe make you want to quit? Then children can see, okay, well, if I just keep going or if I tackle these thoughts and, and learn new skills, I can make it happen. I can make things things better. So, yeah, that's where we're at. I think that's so amazing because many of us weren't born knowing this, right? Like we're not taught at school about, you know, those three components, the heart set, the mindset, the skill set that you were talking about. And I feel like if our kids learn that as they're young, they will be able to accomplish anything that they set their hearts for because then they know that, okay, I have a dream. My mind is going to come and is going to be in my way sometimes, but I will be able to watch my thoughts and, you know, uh, look at those uh, lights on thoughts and the lights off thoughts and stay with them and then just proceed, right? Just continue and building my skill set. And I think that's so powerful, you know, having those three components as a young child. And then when you grow up, you can just do whatever you you set your, your heart to do. And I think that's also, this approach is so fulfilling for parents as well. Because I, I, I think that a lot of people think about, you know, if you're homeschooling your kids, then it means that you're putting yourself in the side for a few years or for like 10 years, maybe 15 years, you know, I don't know how long you're going to be home with your kids and homeschooling them. So that's kind of depressing, right? I mean, maybe for some parents, that's great. Like they find their fulfillment in educating the kids. And I know for many it is, but for some parents, it's not enough. Like they have another dream. They have their own wishes that they want to accomplish. And just having the opportunity to do that alongside your kids, I feel that, that it's so liberating. Even if you do want to send them to school, the, the lights on learning model helps, helps children who are in school to access whatever curriculum, whatever learning environment they're in 
because they understand learning on a really deep level, I think. So it's not just for home educators, but but for anybody, because it's about a culture of learning in the home. Um, and for me as a homeschooler, I started off trying to have a curriculum and a timetable and things, and it it became a battle. And so I, I did want to come back to what you were saying about connection, because this is a really lovely way that we connect with each other and it brings, I think it takes me to know my authentic self and to allow them to express their authentic self, which is just so lovely. It's not a kind of forced, oh, well, we have to do this because this is the set program in the book or whatever. It's really tuning into what's important to all of us. So one of my big drivers is, making sure that my children really feel seen and known and appreciated for who they are. And that means accepting every part of them, even the times when, you know, their lights may be off or dim and helping them through those times and normalizing it, right? We all have those kind of thoughts that stop us in our tracks. Um, so yes, the connection aspect was really important for me we actually have a tool called the lights on spectrum which is um six six gradients that go from darkness one right up to radiance six and we sometimes not all the time but we track where we are on the spectrum over you know a few times a day just so that we can have those conversations and say like where are we hanging out most people end up hanging out kind of in the middle, three or four, so a little bit lights off and a little bit lights on. And it's really interesting to see whether we're actually allowing ourselves to access those higher levels of, of radiance and brilliance. Um, because sometimes we we have a natural negativity bias and we quite often focus on the things that we haven't done or the things that are not going quite so well. And we really tracking our lights on status kind of helps us to tune in to the things that are going well and that have got our lights back on and times when we have felt radiant and joyful and tuned into kind of all the higher level emotions like gratitude. I wanted to walk us through an example to show us like practically how does it look to um use all these tools in your day-to-day -day life, maybe by showing us an example of how it looked with one kid or maybe with all of them together or like one day in your house, how it looks like? Well, in my house now, I have three very different children, so we don't do very much together. So I have three of them pursuing their different things in their own way pretty much by themselves and I'm the facilitator who will you know drive them to classes or help them to provide you know provide resources or whatever um, so they're pretty self-motivated at the moment um, and I think that is because we have this very strong culture of learning in our house so I think we've built up, up to this over the past couple of years with really knowing what it takes to follow your passion so um as an example, my son really loves to build Lego. So he's working with Lego Technic and he's this afternoon he's building himself a gearbox to change to change gears. Um so he's got four gears and he's um 
connected them up to a wheel so we can see how it looks in first gear, second gear, and so on. And I know that he's done this over several iterations, so he'll keep coming back to this and, and it'll go well, but then there'll be something like, oh, it doesn't really have a proper shift stick that's really making it move. So then the next iteration, he'll have something else on it. So it's it's a very, it's a self-led learning process. So finding something that he really loves to do. So he loves building Lego and he loves cars and vehicles and mechanics. Um, and then it's an iterative process. So at every stage, I'm taking photos and videos. So he has a, a good portfolio to show how he's developing his learning. Um, and yeah, just just um, being open to drafts. I think one of the things that, that traditional education has tended to do is give a very short time frame. you know, build something or do something or write something. You've got half an hour, go. And then when it's done, it's kind of handed in and finished and you move on. But um, what we're trying to encourage is a culture of excellence where, you know, perhaps at the end of the first half an hour, you might think, ah, well, actually, I would really love it to have a better gear stick or I'd really love the fourth gear to work more efficiently or, or whatever and be open to critique and improving the work so that we're authoring our work with excellence rather than just going for the first draft that we had time for. Um, yeah, I think, does that answer what you said? Yeah, definitely. Um, were there times where you felt like you needed to give them a little bit of a push to fulfill what, what it is that they set their hearts on in the beginning? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think as with any human being, you set out with your heart set on a project and then it goes wrong and you think you can't. And you, yeah, I quite often hear, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. No, I'm no longer interested in that. And it's kind of like a dance. You have to know when to push forward. And well, you know, I'm just learning as I go along, but when to push them a bit more and when to drop back. But I find that if I leave it for a few days and then maybe raise it again we can revisit the project when when the emotions have come out a little bit more when the emotions have subsided um the lights on learning community is a an online community where i can go in and get coaching so so julia black who runs it i i'm always um going in there and and i can get coaching moment by moment sort of like well, my son is saying this, what shall I do? Um, and she'll maybe help me to to uh, coach him around how to move past his obstacles. But 90% of the time it comes back to me. What am I making it mean about myself? Because we often find we're pushing our children to do something to kind of prove that we're good enough. Um, so um it gives me a lot more freedom to just say ah oh, this is about me i'm feeling inadequate i'm trying to push him to do something that perhaps he doesn't want to do or yeah most of the time it's, it comes down to me and my actions and my beliefs about him or about me as to what i'm trying to push forward yeah and when do you know when you need to 
like push forward or when you need to kind of stop pushing and letting go of that dream. Maybe it's not a dream anymore. Maybe he's started to think about other things. Maybe he's dreaming another dream right now. When do you know, like when to stop pushing that? I just have really open conversations with him. And I would sort of say, oh, you know, that's that's ground to a halt. Are we leaving that now? Is that still something you want to do? And sometimes if he's had a frustrating time with it, he might in the moment be adamant that he's not looking at it again. Well, I'm done with that. I don't want to do it anymore. So then perhaps revisiting it in a few days time and just gently asking about it might rekindle the interest and it might not. And that's okay. Not every project has to go to completion with many drafts and be its most excellent self. Sometimes kids are just in exploration mode and they want to explore lots of different things. And that is okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't um, push everything to be finished, but I wouldn't just drop it. I would always have that curious conversation and see where he is at, and maybe see if I can find out what he's thinking and whether he still has that dream. Because sometimes the mindset, the kind of negative thoughts are overshadowing the heart and talking the heart out of it. So it's just worth having an explore, explorative conversation that's just fueled with curiosity and compassion and no kind of agenda from me that I feel he has to do anything in particular. His yeah. children will set their own agenda and they're, they're, if, if they're allowed to tune into their heart, they will follow it. And if they're given the resources to follow their dreams and encouraged, then I think they want to. But not in every case, as you say, sometimes the project gets left and that's fine. Yeah. It's such a different approach than the mainstream culture that we live in. And, you know, I'm thinking about maybe a child starting to practice piano or, you know, practice some kind of sports. And the parents already decide how it has to look like. You know, like you have to practice every day for a certain time, for, for a certain amount of hours. And we already have that vision in our head of where it's going to go and how it needs to look like at the end of the process. Right. And yeah, sometimes it even gets to a point where the child is so frustrated right now because he doesn't see any improvement or he's just tired of practicing and I feel like in that point, if we as parents kind of push and not let them settle into their emotions a little bit and feel their emotions, it kind of makes them continue whatever it is that they're doing, but it's coming from a place of stress. It's not coming from a place of calm and focus and that internal motivation and that flow that we actually want because that when we're when we're learning in a place of stress we're not really learning we're not really observing observing uh, the information or the skill or that you know that new thing that we're trying to learn and on the other hand if we're coming and we're learning in a place of from calm and ease then relearning is going to happen so I think that it's so powerful to just let our kids be in their own ebbs and flows of learning and not trying to push them when they're not ready to be pushed, 
Um, and, you know, oh, have that, oh, have that open conversation with them to understand like, why is it that they don't want to practice right now? Where is it coming from? Are you hungry? Are you tired? Are you frustrated right now? Um, what's going on for you? Like tap into that mindset of just understanding what's going on in their mind. And when we help them look into their mind and understand their mind and understand their thoughts, then that's such a big learning opportunity for them because that is something that's going that they're gonna uh, encounter every time that they're gonna learn a new skill. Every time, every time is gonna be, you know, there's gonna be those hard times. There's gonna be the hard moments where you have to move through them if you want to reach the other side. You can't suppress those moments because if the if the, you suppress those those moments, then you're putting your body under stress, and that's not a place for learning. So I think that that's so valuable. That point over there of being curious and letting our kids pursue their own skill on their own pace and not pushing so much and in it, the moment. It's so true because if your lights are on and you're motivated and you're doing something that you love, then you're more likely to want to navigate those obstacles. Um, and and that's where a, a lights on learning family would really understand that about learning on a deep level that learning is going to take perhaps failure, multiple failures, a lot of time when you don't seem to be making progress. And that's why connecting with the heart set is so, so powerful because when we're pursuing something that really matters to us, we're going to have that tenacity to keep going through those difficult times. And then that that deep understanding of what it means to be a learner will translate to, as you say, all the times in the future when we're going to have to do something that's hard. If we want to learn a new skill, we're going to have to go through those difficult times. So it's helping children to really understand that on a, on a so almost on a body level, really, what it feels like to go through that and to connect with the motivation and the self-belief as well that you will eventually get there if you just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And they, as you said, like they learn how it feels like in the body to be in that learning process. But you know what? I'm I'm thinking about those kids. And I know that I had times with, with my uh, older son, who is, um, who is 10 now, where I feel like he's not motivated to do anything. You know, he's just kind of like if it was his choice and I, if I would allow it, he he can be like maybe a whole day in front of the computer or playing video games or the TV. I don't I do um, I do put limits on that. So he doesn't have the option to do that. But sometimes they're just in a place where they're they can't find motivation to do anything. So what to do? What do you do about these situations? And if you have encountered them? Well, I did have that with my son, perhaps when he was around the same age too, or maybe a little older. And it was around when I was starting this journey. And I was quite concerned that he wasn't really motivated to reach his full potential in anything. And he just 
wanted to play video games all day and I was trying to put time restrictions on and give him other activities to do. Um, and it was around that time that I massively let go because I wanted to pursue my music. And he did spend a lot of time video gaming and I was quite concerned, but we would have conversations. Again, it's all about curiosity and asking him, what type of person do you want to be? But I think perhaps at that time he was almost trying to numb out, you know, like he, there was something he was maybe avoiding. Um, and as I changed, as I, as my parenting over those few years changed and I just became a much more because I was much more accepting of myself, I was much more accepting of my children. So I think perhaps up till that point, we'd been locked in a bit of a battle and where I probably left him feeling like he wasn't good enough because I was constantly trying to make him do things that he didn't want to do. And so he would probably be getting the message that he wasn't good enough, which is because I was telling myself that I wasn't good enough. And if my child wasn't doing X, Y, and Z, and wasn't at such and such a level, I was failing as a parent. So when I started to rewire all that in myself, and I started to relax and really know what it meant to love life and pursue my dreams, there was a lag time when he spent what I would consider to be an awful lot of time gaming. But then suddenly I've seen him over the past year or so, just he'll game a lot. He loves gaming, but then he'll be back to his lego again and he's he does woodwork and he he's um recently built a a, a rocket a, a water-powered rocket and so he does go back to gaming but it feels like it with a different energy now i don't think he's just listless and feeling feeling bad on some level perhaps unconsciously but you can sort of tell the difference between a child who's on the screen to avoid some kind of emotional pain to someone who just loves gaming, which is fine. Um, and I've been really grateful and amazed that after intensive, maybe a day or so of gaming, then the next day will be Lego. And he just regulates that himself now. And he's such a creative person that he won't spend, well, he does spend hours gaming, but then it seems to be balanced out by hours creating with with Lego or something more practical. So yeah, I left him to his own devices for quite a lot of the time. I think because of who I became, he is now a different person in a different space and that worked itself out. So I think it really always, as I keep saying, comes back to the parent and how you're feeling and how you're connecting with the children. Yeah, I completely agree. And I really love that you're you're viewing this as a process, right? Like maybe now he's not motivated. Maybe now something is kind of stuck and not moving for him. But there is this trust that in the long term, if you're if you're providing the right things, the right atmosphere in the house, if you're taking care of yourself, if you're fulfilling your own dreams and you're, you know. Um, as you said, like learning, learning that love of life again, that love of learning again, then he will follow and they do. Um, they so, really do. The ripple yeah. effect is massive and it's like magic because for the first few months with Julia and doing the work on me, 
I was thinking, oh, goodness, my children are just watching video games. You know, I didn't really pay much attention to what they were up to. And I was just trusting the process and hoping that what Julia was saying was true about the ripple effect. And and yes, suddenly, my daughter, who's now 16, she was quite disengaged. And I had been forcing her as much as you can uh, to do violin lessons. And every day was a battle. Have you done practice? You know, and and so I think it was about a year ago, or perhaps more now, she said she wanted to quit. She just didn't want to do lessons anymore. And I was panicking because I thought that is the only thing of any official structure that she had in her week. And yet my whole thing was we're going to find our intrinsic motivation. It was the last thread, really, of me trying to impose some extrinsic motivate you know me trying to force her to do something from the outside in but from her inside out point of view her self-led learning she said no I don't want to do it anymore well she said she wanted to have a break and I thought a break would equal the end forever but anyway I had to stay true to my principle which was self-led learning so if that's what she wanted I said okay we we have a break And then about six months later, she suddenly said, I would like to start violin again. And now she practices just about every day. She's putting everything into it. I never mention it. You know, it's definitely, it gave her that space to be sure that it was coming from her. And she's taken ownership of it now. And I I never have to say, or I never even, I never would say, we done your practice because she just, it's her thing now. It's giving the children ownership of their own journey and saying, you know, you're not going to be timetabled and instructed for your whole life. You, you have to learn to follow your inner guidance system and what is it, what is important to you. So she's decided violin is important to her and it is something she wants to pursue and she's doing it by herself, which is amazing. That's so inspiring. I feel like, you know, we we as parents are so fearful, um, especially if you're homeschooling the kids, that we're not doing enough, that they're not doing enough, that they're spending too much time on the on the computer or, or playing video games. And by the way, I do really agree with you on the point that there is a way of playing video games that is negative or kind of like numbing numbing and trying to get away from something and there is a way of playing video games um that is very very beneficial where you are really learning and you're doing it out of of out of curiosity of out of real passion for the game and i grew up with two uh gamers my my brothers are really like serious gamers and they have spent a lot of time on the computer when we grew up. Um, and I just seen over the years how it benefited them. And both of them are computer programmers right now, very successful. And that just gave, that gave them the um, basic skill that they needed in order to do what they do right now. So it really comes came from an inner passion and an inner drive and a and just something that they were so um they were so intrinsically motivated to do that for to look at it from the outside as putting everything under the same umbrella is just not 
the right way to look at um, the uses the usage of screens. So I really agree with you on that. Um, I want you to tell us a little bit more about the community because I feel like we, especially if we're homeschooling the kids, we do need always that community. We need that guidance. We need someone to tell us that we're doing the right thing because it's so hard to, you know, step away from everything that we knew before and do something that is so outside of the norm and have that certainty that you're doing the right thing every day. So tell us more about like that community, how you found about it and how it looks like you mentioned that you mentioned that you can go online and get like get the coaching yeah. from from Julia. Yeah. Um but what else is there? Like what other what else is the support system or what other tools are you getting from being part of that community? So we have an online space called the Lights on Universe, which is um Wow, it's so many things. So it's got training in there, which is to teach you about the lights on spectrum, the the metric, which is, you know, whether lights are on or lights are off, and the three keys, the heart set, the mindset, the skill set. So there's all sorts of training around that. Um, and there's also space in there for sharing all sorts of different parts of our journey. So celebrating things that are going well or asking questions um and and there are people in there at all different levels of you know people who've just new to the work and people who've been in there a long time so there's a lot of community wisdom in there whatever you post there's someone comes in and sort of says oh yes me too i i'm feeling the same way or i've been through that and uh, Julia is a master neuro coach, so she understands the neurophysiology of what's going on in our brains and our brain chemicals. And she, she's a phenomenal coach. She's really astute. And I will go in and post, you know, a question: "This is happening for me," or "I'm coming up against this obstacle," or "I'm feeling this negative emotion," and she sort of. She asks the most amazing kind of left field questions that goes, ah, look there, you know, explore this a bit further. And then um, we have some real aha moments, some huge insights, because she seems to just have this uh, magic skill of being able to hone in on what's going on at a, at a kind of a subconscious level. So, like, um, she can understand what neural network networks might be at play behind what you're thinking so you know if I I have to do um, another composition this month and maybe I'm feeling like oh I can't do it it's a drag I would I would take that into the space and say mm, this is what I'm telling myself this is what I'm thinking and she'll be able to kind of help me to unpick the thought patterns behind it and where to look to make conscious the unconscious beliefs that are driving us so a lot of our behavior is driven by unconscious beliefs that we've had wired in for a very long time. Um, so she helps us to identify what underlying belief we might be having that maybe we want to let go of, that maybe isn't true, isn't serving us anymore. Um, so I love the coaching aspect and I really equally love the community aspect of just having like-minded people who are on the same journey 
going through the same kind of hurdles and also people who've been there longer who are encouraging us on and you can look at examples of people whose children are self-motivated and passion-led learners and you you can kind of gain courage from that and know that you're on a good journey so the community support has just been absolutely phenomenal because as you say it can feel very lonely to be doing something especially something like this which is quite different to mainstream I think the old school thinking is very outside in learning it's very someone else motivates you kind of thing but to to step outside of that and look with a different paradigm and say um you know learning comes from within this is an inside game and also for it to start with you the parent you feel like surely I should be doing something with the children surely this should be done to them <laughs> so to have the courage to stand there and just let them let them go in a way and work on yourself and to have that support around has been absolutely phenomenal I, I love the community yeah that sounds so amazing because it it kind of helps you um embody the principles right like you're you're being guided on how to embody the principles yourself and then yeah. you can you know it goes back to the point that we started uh, we talked about at the beginning and then you can pass those values on or pass those principles on to your kids so i think that's just so amazing and um it's really a gift it's really a gift to have that that ability to have everybody's needs met and everybody can be their whole person and nobody is being left out nobody is um nobody is kind of is giving up on themselves in this journey everybody's in this together and i feel like it's a very different way of looking at at, at practice even you know because if we are practicing if we're doing something in order to get to something else it's a completely different way of looking um, at practice then if we are practicing something that we value we're practicing something that we um, believe in and we're practicing as a way of life right like just as we're, you know, somebody will be practicing yoga or practicing meditation because you're practicing just in order to have that practice. And when you do that, when you live in that way and you're kind of like structuring some like specific habits in your day or, you know, ways of thinking in your life, then the fruit will just come. The, the rewards yes. will just come. But you're not working for the rewards. You're working because you're you're enjoying the journey, because you're always tweaking your journey, you're tweaking your path, you're making your days a little bit better, making them your mornings a little bit better, right? So true. Um we start from the premise that everyone has something that they could become brilliant at. Like everybody has something that's calling them like a skill that's in them that they want to pursue that they could become great at 
And it is the people who put in the hours because they love it that become great at what they do, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, what you're saying absolutely resonates um, with finding your passion and following that. And we do also find that people who understand learning like that, who've, who've pursued a passion and put in the time to it, that translates to other aspects of life as well. So if they do have to do a maths exam or you know something that perhaps isn't their passion, they also still understand the process and it translates across as well. Yeah. Rachel, thank you so much for this inspiring conversation. I feel like it's it's so important to see that these ideas are not just, you know, theoretical. It's something that we can live and we have it's 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 so good to see that to see a proof running a family in this way and cultivating that learning environment and just letting each person fulfill their own dreams that is that is possible you know with the right mindset and with the right guidance and just with the with the belief and the trust it can happen it can occur and i think that's just so inspiring and thank you so much for sharing your story and your kids stories and um yeah i'm sure many many people are going to learn a lot from this conversation so thank you again it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me What a great conversation. Here are the main takeaways. Number one, when you establish a culture of learning in the home, everyone gets motivated to learn. Number two, when our kids' lights are on for learning, they're happy, excited, and creative. But when their lights are off, they're not engaged and not ready to learn. Let's get curious about what turns their lights on. Number three, If you want to lead your family to get to their full potential, you have to first get there yourself. The parents getting aligned with their heart is key. Number four, a parent that goes after their heart is not selfish, but courageous. Number five, when we step into our own vulnerability and open our hearts, we can lead the way for our kids to do so too. If we want our kids to be in the arena, we have to be in there with them. When we know our authentic self, they can express their authentic self. Number six, teaching our kids to look at their thoughts and recognize that they are just thoughts is life-changing. We can accept every part of them and normalize the darker sides. If they learn to listen to their heart, they will be able to achieve their biggest dreams. If your heart is set on something, you have all the tenacity to pursue it. Number seven, you can homeschool the kids and fulfill your own passions at the same time. No one needs to put their life and dreams on hold. Number eight, we sometimes push things on our kids when they are not motivated to do them. And it may come from our own lack of self-worth or fear. Often when we give them the lead, they will find their self-drive and motivation to master their skills. Having an open conversation is key. Instead of pushing, wait and revisit it later while trying to truly understand what is standing in their way. Number nine, when we accept ourselves as we are, we accept our kids for who they are. Number 10, screens can be a place of numbing emotions, but it can also be a place of learning, creativity, and fulfillment. 
Number 11. If you are fulfilling yourself, loving life and loving learning, your kids will follow. It's a ripple effect. And to finish this episode, I'm going to leave you with a song of Rachel Pattison's that is called Beyond.
I hope you enjoyed this episode and was inspired to make small shifts in your parenting that will support your kids to bring forth their full potential while living a life of ease and well-being. To support the show, please make sure to subscribe and rate the show. Leaving a comment can be very helpful in promoting the show on the podcast platform. If you think that this can benefit other parents, please share this podcast with them. I invite you also to follow my Instagram account, Alternative Parenting Coach, and join my private Facebook group, Alternative Parenting, where I would love to hear your thoughts about the episode, what you learned, what inspired you, or what you didn't agree with. Your feedback is extremely valuable to me, as we are all in this process together, living, learning, and evolving. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you soon. Music